have entitled my message, How Far Can You Reach in the Name of Jesus? This morning, God is asking you, How far, sorry, how far can you stretch? Actually, I had in mind, How far can you reach? And then it was dropped in my street that it's rather stretch. How far can you stretch when it comes to the things of God? The power of God and the goodness of God and the mercies of God is infinite. It depends on how far you can stretch in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's, uh, but let's bow our head for a short prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for such a moment. We ask for your presence, your power, and your authority in this place that it may impact lives, deliver them, speak to them, and bring blessings into their lives in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We welcome anybody connecting through Facebook, uh, YouTube, or whatever uh, social media. We say, God bless you. Amen. Amen. Let's turn our Bibles to Isaiah 55. I read from verse 6 to 13. Isaiah 55, 6 to 13. Amen. Isaiah 55 from 6 to 13. God will do you good this morning. Amen. Yes. Isaiah 55. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him and to our God. For he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bad, it may give seed to the sower, sorry, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. I'm reading from the King James Version. So shall my word be that go, goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. For ye shall go out with joy, and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the fair tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the metal tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off in Jesus' mighty name. Let me, let's go through something that I put together. According to scientists, I, try, I don't know, but then I found out that it used to be 6 billion light years. That is now that is the farthest star from the earth. But now scientists are saying that they've discovered another galaxy by name GNZ11. We'll get to the message, don't worry. This is just uh, we I want you to have an idea of space. Uh, the new galaxy is GNZ11. It seems to be the farthest detectable galaxy from us. And according to the scientists, it's 13.4 billion light years or 134 nonillion kilometers 
something that we've heard before. <laughs> Hallelujah. But it's all telling us the power of God, that the power of God is infinite. And then what I mentioned, that is 134 nonillion kilometers, is actually 134 followed by 30 zeros. That's the fattest galaxy from S. They used to say 6 billion. Now look at what they are saying. So technically speaking, the power of God is infinite. So when God says, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Who are you to say God cannot do it? What actually are you dealing with? Have you come to the point that you have to go through the Red Sea? You haven't even come there. Is it uh, with man, the, 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 the saddest of situation, bad situation you can go is when somebody dies. Even God's power is able to resurrect the person. So don't say God cannot do it. A lot of us say God will do it. Sure, I know. But then I feel he will not do it for me. That is it. When it comes to you, your faith shakes that will he do it for me? Like last time somebody was asking, I know God has the power, but will he do it for me? Are you not a child of God? Are you not filled with the spirit of God? This morning, God is asking you, how far can you stretch? It's just like somebody, a child, I heard a story of a child who always cries. He wants this one, he wants this one, he wants this one. So one day, they planned, they gave me, I mean, a variety of food before him. And he ate, he ate it. How much can you eat? How much? What are you going to use the power of God for? But the truth is that we don't need power again. That is the truth. We need faith because power is already there. Infinite power. But we always pray. We all do it. Lord, give me power. Lord, give me power. It's just like a military officer with all the asnas in his room. And he hears, thief, thief, thief. Here you don't get things like that in Africa, Ghana. Thief, thief. And he runs and then watches the thief and realizes that, no, this thief took the muscles and everything. And the military man goes inside to hide with the asnas. So the military man does not need any weapons again. All that he needs is faith in the name of Jesus. This morning, I'm here to ignite you. You have all that it takes to get whatever you want or to bring deliverance to that man or that woman in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We continue to pray. Uh, sorry. Hallelujah. We've prayed and prayed and prayed. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> we'll pray, don't worry. Man is tripartite. When we say man is tripartite, it means man has three parts. Man is a spirit. Whether you like it or not, you are a spirit. In the name of Jesus. Let's turn our Bibles. First Thessalonians 5.23. First Thessalonians 5.23. We just want to establish that. That man, it says, you are a spirit. You are not spiritual. You are a spirit. The moment you come to this realization, it gives you some revelation of who God is. And you begin to walk with him in the name of Jesus. Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. First Thessalonians. 
chapter 5, verse 23. Five. Yes, I read from the New King James Version, actually. It says, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, I'll take it again. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The spirit, the soul, and the body. So establishes here that you are in three parts. And the most important of these three is your spirit. Because you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. And your spirit is what connects you to God. But many a times, we are, because we are human, okay, and we are on this earth, everything about us is seen in a soulish way. Because we have to get our soul, that is our um, uh, thinking, it's all here, it's all in the uh, uh, slides. Um, uh, our soul connects us to the physical world. Alright? Although our body have contact with the physical world, but it is our soul that relates to the physical world. As in you know, emotions, love, fear, and no distance. They happen in the soulish uh, uh, um, realm, in the name of Jesus. And with the spirit, it's only where we can connect to God. And so when Adam sinned, his spirit man died. And there was a need for regeneration. So Christ came to awaken us, or to connect that thing that was like, like a door that was shut to open that realms again. So that we can connect with God. And our body is what we need to have contact with the physical world. In the name of Jesus. Now, once we are um, a soulish being, it means on this earth, mostly you are going to use your, 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 you're going to use your soul. So it tells you that everything will be with a soul. With your emotions, with whatever it is. Someone just say, seeing is believing. Okay? Your eyes, your ears, they are doors, okay, to your mind. That is the soul. Your mind actually is linked to the soul directly, and your heart is your spirit. So, my eye and my ear happen to be the windows to my mind. That's the soul. So, it is very easy to always delve in this particular area or part of your life and leave the other one, the spirit one. You don't see that one. It takes something else to develop the spirit in the name of Jesus. So, with my soul, I have to make sure that whatever I see, whatever I hear, all right, the mind picks it. The mind processes it. That's the soul. I told the mind is linked to the soul and then likewise the height, um, uh, the, the, the spirit. So, the mind processes it. If the spirit aspect of me is dead, everything will be accumulated in here. Because when the spirit is sensitive and is connected to God, it is here that God drops the revelation. God drops the power. He drops certain things that will sharpen us. The prayer we read in um, First Thessalonians 5.23, it didn't end. He said, oh, and God will sanctify in the name of Jesus. It starts in the spirit and then washes down to the soul and then the body. The soul plays a role. like It connects the spirit to the body. And the body is the least of all. But we care more about the least things 
the body first and the soul and before the spirit in the name of Jesus. I hope I'm making a point. Amen. 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 And then when it comes to the spirit, it is the only way God connects to us. So here, you don't feel like you should develop the uh, spirit. It's just like if I had made my backyard, I leave it, I don't weed, I don't do anything. You and I know, weeds will grow in the name of Jesus. So it needs a conscious effort to put it in order. Maybe if I want to plant flowers, I put the flowers here, I arrange it, and maybe every week or probably every three days, I have to go to weed or pull out the weeds among them. Because the soul, when you leave it, chaff, I mean, mess, everything will be accumulated there. So it is the spirit that washes down the soul and then the body. But the spirit, like I said, it takes a conscious effort. For instance, if I want to develop my spirit, it means the spirit food is the word of God. I have to... It's my faith. So I have to pray. I have to fast. I have to make conscious effort to develop my spirit to link with God. Other than that, I will die and then a spiritual death. And when the spirit is shut off, it is that you see mess in everybody's life. But thank God, ICGC Delaware, our spirit man, is very strong and sensitive in Jesus' mighty name. So God's intention for creating us in this way is to relate to us in the name of Jesus. Let me go to it. He said, in our spirit is where God dwells so we can connect and have a relationship with, with, with us. So he, sorry, so he can connect and have a relationship with us. In the soul, ourself, ourself dwells. Ourself dwells in the soul. In the body, the physical senses dwell. This is what happened. In the soul, ourself. So, if you have any self-centered person, the spirit is shut off. He thinks of himself, even in his family, forgetting about his children. Everything is selfishness about him. It tells you the spirit person is shut off. It's all about himself. And the body is where we are able to connect with the physical touches of this world in Jesus' mighty name. Maybe I'll be going a little bit faster because of time. Amen. Now, everything that God has to do, God has to relate to our spirit man. Somebody will say, I, 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 I sense it. I, I, I felt something. You didn't feel God was actually prompting you. So if you have not developed your spirit, man, anything that God drops in there, you can't get a signal. My, always, I always say, um, when you have a, a radio station, they are transmitting on a particular frequency. The mere fact that I haven't tuned on that frequency and I have tuned into another frequency, it doesn't mean that frequency is not working. It's working. So I have to tune myself into that frequency so that I'll pick the signals that the station may give. Probably if they say a bad weather or probably a, a, an accident on this road, I cancel every spirit that may rise up against the form of accident in Jesus' name. You go in this way and the radio station directs you. And he said, I didn't hear. No, he directed you. The radio station directed you. It's just that your frequency has shifted from that which is very important to another. That's the soul. So that's what happens in the spirit. We are connecting to God 24-7. And God speaks to us every now and then. And it is here that God 
will always have a relationship with us. Most of the things that we read in the Bible, it didn't take place physically. And sometimes when we read, we think it took place in the physical realm. No, it was in the realms of the spirit in the name of Jesus. Anybody who has purpose in your heart to walk with God, you have to deny yourself. You have to make sure the soulish aspect and the body aspect will be left behind. And you develop your spirit man in order to connect with God. Because that aspect, it is not seen. It is not given for you to say. For instance, if I come here, uh, the, the prophetic declaration that we did, somebody will say, what are they doing? Oh, but then these are mere words. And it, will not, it has effect on us. Very powerful in the name of Jesus. This is exactly what happened to Esau. He said, what is this mere bed right to me? He does not or he did not understand spiritual things. But the very act that he committed did something damaging to his life, to his entire, whatever, generations. Many of us, because we have not developed the spirit man, we are not able to understand the spiritual things. And there are certain blunders that we are doing that will not affect only us. But then it will wash down to generations. I, I pray for mercy if you are here and you have committed any spiritual blunder. May God deliver you in the name of Jesus Christ. So there is a need for us to develop our spiritual men. It is here that God drops certain pictures. And I want to tell you that your power of imagination is very powerful. Don't contaminate your power of imagination because it is a chamber that God always drops the pictures drops the ideas, drops the word, and you pick from there. Many times, prophet may come and say, I see, I see. It is the power of imagination. But you have to sanctify. That's why the uh, uh, prayer uh, um, uh, in First Thessalonians 5.23 uh, uh, is saying, we have to sanctify our power of imagination. If every morning I go to maybe um, buy some alcohol, I take it, I watch, excuse me, pornographic materials, I do certain stuff. I contaminate the power of imagination. Now, after I have left and I'm trying to link with God, God cannot associate himself with something that is not holy. That is why Hebrews, 4, uh, Hebrews 12 from 14, it says, without holiness, you can't see God. We are under obligation. It is a commandment for us to live a holy life because that is the only way God can associate himself with us. There was a time we were praying for somebody and anytime we pray for the person, we saw this angel will come. But around the person was an atmosphere that the angel could not break through. So the angel with the person will stand for some time. And the angel goes. And then we pray, the angel comes for the stand, the angel goes. That's why there's a need for you to live a holy life. You see, angels excel at the word of God. They are only performing, or when you hear the word of God, angels begin to move they cannot associate themselves with certain things so like for instance if it had been a man man has emotions so probably he watches your plight and others oh let me give it to them but angels don't have emotions they are just on assignment so when it comes to uh, uh, um, um, pastor Eunice, they deliver exactly according to the um, instruction given to them and they go but when it comes and you happen to be in a messy situation, angels cannot have compassion and say, I will draw the person for you because maybe you are crying. No, it doesn't work that way. That is why there is a need for us to walk in holiness in the name of Jesus. So we begin to see 
our power of imagination to see something. That's why God told uh, um, Abraham, he said, come out from your room, whatever, and look into the sky. Can't you see the stars? And Abraham said, yes. He said, if you're able to count them, this is what I'm going to do for you. Your descendants cannot be counted. You know why? God will not do anything if you have not, if you have not caught the revelation. God always wants to show you what he would do. He wants you to catch the revelation. If you don't catch the revelation and God releases the grace to you, you trample upon the grace of God, which we do sometimes. It's just like a child in a bank. Maybe the mother happens to be a banker and the child is playing under the table and the coin falls. The child picks the coin because you know that coin can get the child candies. Or you put a check maybe five million dollars and then you put probably 50 cents or something the child watches it he knows that this one would get him something right maybe a candy or something a pizza or something so they'll pick that one whatever the weight ones no you see when you don't understand spiritual things you miss a lot of opportunities because god will show you them in the spirit realm and so you pick it and you begin to run but you see people, I mean, picking upon all what God has said, what God has done. They just abandon. And they chase irrelevant things. And you wonder, you know, I pray in the name of Jesus. Anybody I hear who might have abandoned your destiny to chase something else, may God grant you mercy in the name of Jesus Christ. This is exactly what Esau did in the name of Jesus. He said, what is this bet right to me? Because he never understood spiritual things. He never understood the implication of what he was doing and just left it and took a morsel of food. Like somebody in the morning, they are there eating. In the afternoon, eating, even eating, midnight, eating, eating all the time. Please, don't eat your future. Put food aside certain times and fast in the name of Jesus Christ. And now, Having gone through, see the pictures that God gives you. Now your faith begins to boil up. Your, your faith begins to work. Let me ask if I'm outside and somebody comes driving probably a white Mercedes. I love Mercedes. <laughs> amen. <laughs> a white, amen, amen. I prophesy over everyone hearing me. In this season, God will release you, uh, for you a car in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. Now, somebody drives a Mercedes and comes to me. And maybe you had maybe a couple of minutes of chat and the person left. And somebody should come and tell me that the car that I saw, it's rather a black car or gray car. You will never believe. It's ridiculous. For me, having seen it and you come to tell me, you will never understand. In the same way, when God gives you the pictures in the spirit realm and the devil comes to tell you, forget about this, no, it will not work. And then you see people towing the line of the devil. You don't just like somebody who has been told you saw the car white. And now somebody is telling you that the car is not even white car, but black car or probably a gray car. And you admit it. You don't. When you hold on to the images, the pictures that God shows you, I hold on it and I build my faith and I begin to run. Nobody can come and tell me that my mother will not recover. It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter what she goes through. I know my redeemer lives. 
And I know the one who's called me is faithful and he will bring it to pass in Jesus' mighty name. So faith actually is seen with your spiritual eye. It is not natural. That is why a lot of people miss. Faith is not natural. It is spiritual. Having faith is having a God-given vision. And when you have this vision, you are seeing things that cannot be seen in the natural, with a natural eye. It is God giving you these pictures. That is why Abraham, initially, he was staggering until God showed him and made a covenant with him. Now he said, let's go. Even at the point that Sarah laughed, Abraham was still sure of what God has promised them in the name of Jesus. And I want to tell you, a lot of times when God calls you, you have certain people coming to tell you that you didn't hear from God. You have certain things challenging you that are you normal? Because everybody is going to that, you know, a, a false prophet. And the signs are there. They are making it. And you begin to stagger. Don't. Because what you are seeing is just for short lived. Later you find them and you will not get them. In the name of Jesus. But when God blesses, it is forever and ever. Amen. 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 Now, having built our faith, then we begin to confess. We begin to prophesy. Because you don't want to lose your faith. The moment you stop confessions, you stop to prophesy over your life. Your faith will dwindle down. It does not have to dwindle down in the mighty name of Jesus. Confession is a statement of truth. Re-echoing what God has said into our spirit. Anytime we confess, we are re-echoing what God said. I'll bless you. I'll make you great. I'll lead you. I'll do this. We are re-echoing. But prophecy is a statement of truth. By inspiration of what God has said, all right, to reshape or redefine the future. So when I prophesy, I have taken inspiration. That I've seen something that God has showed me in his word. Now by that, I speak into my future. And when I speak, power is released to bring it to pass in the name of Jesus. That's why anytime you pray, you are supposed to prophesy at the latter part of your prayer. Never pray and then leave prophet. No, prophesy in the name of Jesus Christ. There is something called prophetic power. God releases grace into your mouth. That's why what, what, what we have to do is rather pray that God will cause your mouth to be powerful. That whatever you say shall come to pass. And having said that, you have to be careful because God will do it for you. If you are not careful, now the negative things will begin to, I mean, I'm, I'm come your way in Jesus' mighty name. So I wake up in the morning, I begin to confess the word of God. After confession, I begin to prophesy. I heard, I don't know whether it is true, that the Jews, some of them, almost all of them, every Friday, they call their family and they lay hands on them and they speak into their lives. One day, um, a, a reverend of God, I was just, I mean, discussing with him. And he said, man of God, do you know what happened? All my children, everything I spoke into their life has happened in the name of Jesus. He's an elderly man. He said, everything to do, you'll be a doctor and you'll be a whatever engine. It has happened accordingly. If you're a parent here or maybe very soon, if you become a parent, never ever lay your hands on your children and begin to speak over their lives in the name of Jesus. And it shall come to pass accordingly. Now, the moment you begin to declare the moment you begin to declare and speak into people's life, into your own life, 
power is released. All right? This is why I tell, how, how far can you stretch? How far can you stretch? Having built your spirit, man, having built your faith, God can use you to part the Red Sea. It's still the same yesterday and to forever. God does not change. Our God is the same. So yesterday we heard that he parted the Red Sea for Moses. He will part the Red Sea for you. I believe strongly. If we have the faith and we see that, especially in Africa, we can change leaders one by one and replace them. By faith. Yes, because he said, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts and your thoughts. And we established that the heavens doesn't even, it, it, it's infinite. It doesn't end. So how far can you stretch to receive from God? Today, it is not about power. Pray, God, give me power. God, give me power. God can give you all the powers in the world. What would you do with it? And when you read scriptures, he says, Behold, see, I have given you power over scorpions and serpents, serpent and over all the powers of the enemy. And nothing shall by enemies hurt you. God said he has given you. It's not that I'm, I'm going to give you. Anytime you have an encounter with God, or I believe strongly the first day that you, are, um, you, you accepted Christ, God released some power to you in the name of Jesus. You read the account in um, Psalm 8, verse 2. He said he even puts power, that strength, in the mouth of babes to silence his avenger. So even when you accept Christ today, and you have that faith, and you know God is no respecter of persons, God can pick you from nowhere and use you, you begin to do exploits in the name of Jesus. Paul once said, now I have realized that God, that's Acts 10, 34, is God is no respecter of persons for anybody in any nation. As long as you do or perform the righteousness of God, God will accept you in the name of Jesus. This morning, I just want to whet your appetite. You are sitting on power. You are sitting on authority. You are sitting on something that you have never even realized what God will do with you in Jesus' mighty name. Just like the child that I said, you sign a million dollar for the check and for the child, a check of million dollar for the child. And you give maybe, I mean, some coins sent or something like that. Pick it and go and buy candies. You will see what he will do. He will pick the cent and run with it. Because he does not understand this ones. But this morning, have spiritual understanding of everything that you are doing. God is powerful. God can turn everything around. I don't believe. They say, when you pray to God, he tells you to wait. You pray to God, he tells you, no. I believe in Galatians chapter 4, verse 1. It's here. Hallelujah. There's a song in tree that if you believe that when God is about to act, it takes time, so it will be for you. I believe it's your faith. When you have faith, because there are some men of God, when they come here, everybody will receive a miracle. It's the anointing they carry. It's the faith they carry. Why can't we can all do the same? Bear our faith in God. Because he said, if you shall say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and you do not doubt in your heart, whatever you say shall come to pass. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. So Luke 10, 17, it is there. It says, 
I behold, see, then this God is about to do something. That's why we have a lot of youth in the Bible. He told Jeremiah, what do you see? Jeremiah said they could see a tree or what an armor tree in a way, not too, too glaring. But then Jeremiah was seeing something. He told uh, whatever uh, uh, Moses, behold, I have made you God over Pharaoh. See, there is a need for us to see the power we carry. Once you see, if you don't see, why would you want to hold power? You are not even seeing the power that God has given you. But you go pray, God give me power. God give me power. There's so much power on your inside. Said what? And God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think of seeing. We are seeing. The power is already there. So he said, according to the power that resides in you. So God, this morning, will move on behalf of your prayer in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We're going to pray. but just want us to pray in the name of Jesus. I've moved very fast, but I think that's it. Yeah. So having gone through all this, you cannot stay without fasting and prayer. If you want to walk with God, that is the only way. Jesus Christ said, and this kind can be dealt with by prayer and by fasting. You cannot stay. And let's take our Bibles to Matthew 6, 16 to 18. It says something. It says, Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance. I just want to pick something here. For they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thine head and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto the Father which is in secret, and the Father which sees in secret shall reward thee openly. He said what? When ye fast, he didn't say if. If he had said if you fast, then that one would have been my own choice if I want to fast, but I don't want to fast. When that, fasting should be a way of life. When you go to school, when you get to work, when, it means what? It's a command. So we are supposed to fast at all times. I, 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 you know, you have to carve your own fasting according to your own, I mean, level. There's no pressure on somebody to fast, but you are encouraged to fast in the name of Jesus Christ. Fasting brings certain things in our lives. Let's turn our Bible, Matthew 17, 19. 21. After faith, there should be fasting. Faith alone is not enough. Matthew 17. This morning, how far can you stretch? Stretch to receive that miracle. Stretch to receive that power. I read 19, Matthew 17, verse 19 to 21. He said, Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, It means they consulted him secretly. They couldn't do it. And they didn't understand because they had no idea. Why couldn't you do it? Let's go and see him in secret. And so they went to him and asked. And he said, And so they said, Why could not we cast him out? They were trying to cast a demon. And Jesus, and Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. For Verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, 
and he shall remove, and nothing shall be possible unto you. Habit, this kind goeth not, but by prayer and fasting. By prayer and fasting, if you want to walk with God, you must learn how to pray, how to fast in the name of Jesus Christ. So this morning, you have to know how to fast in the mighty name of Jesus. There is nothing that God cannot do for you. The power of God is infinite. The presence of God is everywhere. So far as you connect with him in the spirit and begin to build yourself up with the word of God, you build yourself up with fasting and prayer. You build yourself with meditation. You begin to capture the pictures that God releases to you. You don't give it up unto the devil because the devil will come and tell you that whatever you are doing is not right. Do it this way because look at A, B, and C, how they are achieving things. And you may think that this is the right way. I tell you this morning, it is time to rise up. It is time to do something for the kingdom of God. You are seated on power, on authority, on all that God has done for you in the mighty name of Jesus. And rise up and begin to scream at that demon, that devil, that witches of your father's house and your mother's house. And you think they will not run. They will run. They know them. When they begin to, you begin to get closer to them, they see you and they begin to respect in the name of Jesus Christ. This morning, I, am, I release that grace over your life that you begin to be relevant in your father's house. A very room that the witches were kept. That's what you go and then eat in the name of Jesus. And no power of the enemy can bring you down. He said, behold, I give you power to tread upon scorpions and serpents and over all the powers of the enemy. And this shall by enemies set you. I want to tell you, where are the scorpions and serpents here? Are they in your room? Are they in the bush? These are not scorpions and serpents in the bush. They are human beings who have turned themselves into scorpions and serpents here. And we sit down and they had the audacity and throw everything around and make the family around here with potentials and young men destroying everybody. This morning, by power and authority, rise up and begin to pray. Begin to pray for faith. Begin to pray that your spirit man shall be sharpened. Don't ask for power. There is enough power that you are sitting on. It all takes the faith of God. It all takes the, 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 the tenacious faith of God and to bring it to pass. Pray in the name of Jesus. Pray in Jesus' mighty name. There are certain things in your life. They have no regards except the power of God. Except the fire of God. Except when you rise up yourself. And you say enough is enough. How dare you demon. How dare you witch. In the mighty name of Jesus. I command you to scatter. In the name of Jesus. Take authority of your father's hope. Take authority of your mother's background. Because the, 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 the destruction is just too much. This morning rise up. You are a spirit. I am a spirit devil. I'm a spirit demon. I'm a spirit you witcher. Wherever you go, I'll meet you there. And I command you to scatter and to die in Jesus' mighty name. I don't know what the devil is messing in your life. I don't know what the devil is touching in your life. But this morning, by faith of God, by faith of God, I rise up again. Take up your place in Christ. Take up your place in Christ. Yeah, and speak certain words against them. Uh, and they shall flee. Uh, in the mighty name of Jesus. He said they will come to you in one place. But I tell you. They will run away in seven different ways. Uh, yeah. 
Makaturi Kapriata Kuataya. Let me share a testimony to you. This morning, early in the morning, my last train started vomiting and then crying. She could vomit and everything was going through the nose. And actually, it was very bad. So I was praying. I was praying, Father, Father. And the Spirit told me that. What sort of prayer are you praying? Take authority and bind and cast that thing out. And out of anger, holy anger, I cast that thing out of them. And Eva became very silent. When I was coming, she was just playing. You see, there are certain things they don't understand. Gentle prayer. They don't understand Father Lord. Because there are times that Father Lord will tell you, I have given you all the authority. I have given you all the power. And he said, I saw Satan fall on this earth here. And he said, behold, I have given you that which you take to destroy the enemy in the name of Jesus. I remember there was a time some people came and confessed that they went under the sea waters to come and kill me. And whilst talking, they said, you, God is with you. I don't want to say what they said. But I would, I, I would uh, um, uh, summarize that. They said, God is with you. Because anytime we try to come, there is an angel around you. I have never even thought of them having prayed. There are certain things when I begin to pray. When I begin to pray about it, the Holy Ghost said, Don't worry yourself, just go. Like last I shared on the forum, my uh, left knee, in the name of Jesus, take your place in the spirit realm. Nobody will fight your battles for you, it is your own self. When we even pray for you, you will get a miracle. Now, you will not enjoy the miracle as you are supposed to enjoy it. But this morning, I don't know what the devil is doing in your life. Maybe in your marriage, maybe in your business, yeah, in your academic life, in every area of your life. But just picture that thing that the devil is doing. And picture the El Shaddai himself. And he's saying that, I have given you power. Go and destroy that thing. In the mighty name of Jesus, begin to pray. Destroy every work of the enemy in your life. If destroyed, you are a spirit. Know that you are a spirit. And so God can have interaction with you. God can sit with you. God can drop certain things to you. God can give you all his power. In the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus once said, yeah. All power has been given to me. In heaven and on the earth. Yeah. And the same Jesus heard me say, yeah. When you believe the works that I do, you shall do them. Even greater work than this, you will do. It means all the power Jesus had, he has given to me this morning. And by the power of Jesus Christ, take authority and destroy what the enemy has done. In Jesus' mighty name.